heavenly, heavenly places, heavenly places. That was Gablin. He was a Jew, but he was a saved Jew. And Ephesians mentions over and over and over the heavenly places. And then in the end of Ephesians, we do have an enemy. That armor, that adversary, that battle. And he mentions high places. The enemy's in high places. Well, there's only one thing higher than high places, and that's heavenly places. <laughs> well, bless the Lord. Glory. It's good to see all of our Christian friends. And uh, thank God I love the joiners. That's my favorite old people in the world. <laughs> y'all done said it, so I just echo it. But I'm so thankful that y'all are a blessing. I want to say I appreciate Brother Jamie Burke and his dear wife. Thank God for your preacher. You got you a fine one. And thank the Lord. He's got one of the best preacher's wives that God could give a man. She is raised with a heritage. But you know, there's been a lot of folk raised with a heritage and they rejected it. And I appreciate you taking up your cross. Miss Laura, I really do. Hey, 10 million preacher's kids gone the wrong way. But there's a few of them saw past the Baptist, saw past the church splits, saw past the hypocrites. So it's Tuesday night, y'all can handle it. Saw past the business meetings, saw past the little offerings, saw past their daddy's broken heart and their mama's midnight tears. Cause of them unseen battles. And there's a few, whoa, whoa. There's a few of them saw the Lord, chose the Lord. Amen. Say, well, preacher, you sound like you're poor mouthing. Stand behind my car when I leave tonight, I'll back over you. If you ain't never been in a preacher's home, you'd be quiet and mind your own business. Say amen right there. I run over you in the front of my car. You get, well, you pre- listen, people don't got the taste of preacher blood. They can't ever get over it. They criticize and critique and slander and slice every preacher they run into. They'll love him for 10 weeks and then kill him for 10 years. Y'all ain't helping me. Sound like you're poor, Matt. You, you stay away from me for about three days. I'm feeling a little rare. Ain't the Lord been good to us? Thank God for your preacher and his wife. Good to see Brother Josh Sharp. I, I appreciate Brother Jamie and Brother Josh. I feel like they're two of my precious friends, and I go drive through Knoxville often and I always pray for them. They're heavy on my heart and mind. Hadn't the Lord been good to us? Yeah. Ephesians, we'll be praying for y'all in your upcoming surgeries and things. and. And uh, these old bodies are going to wear out. But then one of these days we're going to get out. (laughs) Amen. That glorified body for a thousand years will rule and reign on earth in them glorified bodies. Bless the Lord. Amen. Ephesians 1 and 3. I want the Lord just to help us tonight and show us something. I probably won't preach longer than 30 minutes unless I preach 30 minutes twice. And then sometimes preach 30 minutes and it was so good I'd do it two more times. But uh, I just want to give this to you. I think the Lord's, pardon me for a moment. I think the Lord has uh, made it mighty sweet in here tonight. The Lord. Got, he's got in here just us. And it's always special <laughs> when it's just us. Malachi, don't turn there, but Malachi 3.16 is, I promise you, it's as precious to me as John 3.16. Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another. Now that was in an hour when Malachi was the only preacher around. And the sinners had gone deeper into sin and the saints had gone into idolatry. And it was just a small little, I'm fixing to say something. 
is a small little group at the end of a testament. You reckon that was pointing to another small little group that would be at the end of another testament? (laughs) Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another because they didn't like hanging out with nobody else. And the Lord hearkened and heard it on a Tuesday night. And And the book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. Look at what all them saints did to get God's attention. Look at what all they accomplished. They feared the Lord and thought upon his name. Takes a lot to impress him, don't it? And he wrote that book of remembrance. And he said, they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels. Hey! I see diamonds sparkling the night, emeralds glittering, sapphires glowing. Amen, pearls shining. That's what I see tonight. I'm about to run. Do you need a thousand to be encouraged? You give me a thousand, I'm liable to get discouraged. Just maybe just try to help them. But oh, I'm a looking the night at some precious jewels, and they're glittering. They're rare. In that day, Amen. Ain't nothing wrong with having a thousand. But nothing, ain't nothing wrong with having a few jewels that's worth multi thousands. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ephesians one and three. Are y'all there? Ephesians chapter 1 and chapter 3, and the Lord's give this to me in recent days. Uh, there's two prayers in this most heavenly book. Now, if you're taking notes, this would be worth noting. A preacher friend of mine told me the other day that in the book of Colossians, we see the head, but in the book of Ephesians, we see the body. It's about the church. Colossians is about Christ and Galatians is about our liberty in Christ and Philippians about our liberty in prison. (laughs) Y'all ain't helping me. Paul was locked up in prison when he wrote probably the most encouraging, uplifting book that you'd ever read in your life. That's the book of Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice. For to me to live is Christ. He's kind of like this brother on the front row. He didn't have nothing but good report, better report. To me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Boy, I can handle Wednesday night prayer requests if they was all like sisters. When she finished telling us all that while ago, she said, whatever the Lord does, that'll be best. <laughs> hey! Galatians gives us our liberty in Christ, Philippians Let's just know how free we are even when we're locked up. There are some locked up tonight in communist countries. They're locked up in Muslim countries. Oh, my. There are some locked up tonight in the awfulest of living situations. Some marriage, some spouse, awfulest thing. Some folk are locked up in a body with bad health. But Philippians, he was locked up down there toward the end of his ministry in that Philippian, in that Roman dungeon. And he just shouting her out, what is it doing? I, I double dog dare you with a cherry on top. That don't, but you know what I mean. And to read the book of Philippians. Amen. He said, I've learned in whatever state I am, therewith to be content. Bless the Lord. I've learned how to be abased. The word basement, be, in the very, be under the bottom. Basements are under the bottom. He said, I've learned how to be under the bottom. And he said, I've learned how to abound. Yeah. Abound, there's no boundaries to how great it is. He said, I've learned to be when I'm real low or when I'm real high. Yeah. Christ is all I need. Yeah. Christ is all I have. 
Well, those are beautiful things. I want to look at the two prayers in the book of Ephesians. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Lord God, breathe on us, brood over us, break in amongst us. Lord, this is your special service. God, you've made these arrangements tonight. This is as important and significant as any church service that's ever been held in the last 2,000 years of church history. You're here and you've called this meeting. <laughs> and it's a significant God as anything that's ever happened anywhere in church services. And I love you and thank you for it. Know your word will not return void. We love you in Jesus' name. All the Lord's people said. He prayed two prayers in the book of Ephesians. As we move into this holy of holies, let's read these two prayers, and then I'll share with you what the Lord's given me in my recent studies. As recent as sitting over here, he opened it up for me. Amen. I tried to preach on it last week. I looked at it the week before, but the Lord let me see some things tonight, and I'm going to show them to you. So let's read the two prayers in chapter 1. Now this first prayer, if you're taking notes, this first prayer is a prayer for revelation. He's praying that God will reveal some things to him. That second prayer is a prayer for realization. He's praying that they could uh, get a hold of some things. Okay, let's read them now. Ephesians 1 and beginning in verse 16. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory may give unto you something that is missing in this last church age. Something that is missing in the American churches. Okay, what would that be? The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Facts you can learn. Truth's got to be revealed. The eyes of your understanding. I'm in verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That you may know, now there's three what's in this prayer. There's four that's in the other one. Here's the three what's. That you may know what is the hope of his calling. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance, not yours. Yours is in verse 11 in whom also we have obtained an inheritance. But his inheritance is in verse 18. The riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. We are what he got. We are what the Father gave him. And he seems to think that it's a rich and glorious thing. (laughs) And third what? And what? Verse 19. Is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. That's why I ain't scared of high places where devils live because I'm plugged into something higher than high places, heavenly places. Far above, far above, in case you was wondering, it ain't just a little higher. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Wonder if there's some big names in the world to come. Imagine there is, but ain't none of them above his name. And has put, I had a man try to scare me one time with the unknown. A young agnostic standing there trying to tell me, well, how do you know there's not 10 other Bibles? How do you know there's not 10 other universes? How do you know that in eternity that all this may repeat itself? And go, I said, because he's far above all principality, power, might, dominion, and every name that is to be named even in that world. Amen. He's God of the world that ain't here yet. Yes, sir. Verse 22, and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. 
All right, there's a prayer of, for revelation. Now let's read this at chapter 3 and verse 14, a prayer for realization. God wants us to uh, uh, get everything that he has for us and to fully realize, somebody said, I want you to realize all your potential. Well, let's read this in verse 14. For this cause. Now, Brother Josh, Brother Jamie, that's three times in Ephesians. That's another pay for a bowl of chili and I'll give you that sermon right there. Three times in Ephesians he says for this cause. But look here in 314. For this cause I bow my knees under the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant, now here comes the four that's. We had three what's in the other prayer. Well, we got four that's. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Second one, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Third one, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge forth that. That ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. There's your four that's. And in case you are wondering if God's able to pull this off, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly. Above, there we are again. This Ephesians always takes you above. I need to study that. How many times we're above something in this book, in the book of Ephesians? Above all that we ask or think. What about that? If you've ever asked it, he's he's able to do way bigger than that. If you've ever thought it, he's done. He's so far past that. He's looking way back at that according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. That's another thing I told that rascal. I said, well, there ain't but one thing about you trying to come up with 10 other eternities and 10 other universes and 10 other worlds. This world don't ever end. <laughs> he said, well, but you believe the Bible. I said, yeah, but you don't. World without end. Amen. Amen. And so there's the two prayers. Now let's see if the Lord will help us. Did y'all enjoy them two prayers? Ain't it amazing what he did not pray for? Just while I'm here, just for a minute, just because I'm feeling ornery. Do you see what he did not pray for? Now I'm going to pray for y'all's health, but he wasn't praying for nobody's body in here. And if I get in your shape, I want everybody praying for me. I do. I want my friends praying for me. But do you know that he didn't pray about the phone bill and he didn't pray about the transmission? Y'all ain't helping me. Do you notice this didn't sound like a Wednesday night name that body part? <laughs> Come on now. I even noticed he didn't pray for the church to grow by numbers. I even noticed he didn't pray for sinners to get saved. I'm pretty sure that's somewhere else in the Bible. When you get in the most spiritual of his books and the heavenly of heavenlies in the holy of holies, that's interesting what he's praying for. He's praying for things that matter. He wasn't praying about the next election. <laughs> kind of killed y'all right there. Fox News is in front of you much, much more than your Bible is. That's a hurting you. For one, them girls need to wear a long dress on there. Help me now. Y'all ain't helping me. Fox News, dear, time a mini skirt front and center every time. Y'all help me now. Y'all help me now. I can preach against Andy Griffith if you need me to. I'd have to think a little bit. But I got news for you. It's pretty interesting what he was not praying for. I'm going to say something. If y'all act right, I'll move on. Are we not the most carnal, silly, shallow, materialistic, egocentric Americans you've ever seen? 
I'm afraid our prayers don't sound nothing like that. Oh, but now let's look. What was he praying for? All right, number one, let's go back. Let's get them three things. He is praying, and if you keep in notes, I'm gonna say it like this. In this first prayer, he was praying that they could fully, and I'm using the word fully because he talked like that. He wanted it all. That they could fully see. In that second prayer, I'm gonna say it like this. He was praying that they could fully seize In that first prayer, Brother Peter is praying that they could fully see some things. In that second prayer, he is praying that they could fully seize and get a hold of some things. Don't show me that in right there. They could see some things. What? Three things. Let's run them by you. Three things. Number one, underline this. What the hope of his calling. It's in verse 18 of chapter one. He said, I'm praying that God will enlighten your eyes. You can understand what is the hope of your calling. (laughs) Y'all forgive me. I've simplified it down to the point where I'm embarrassed, but here's my first point. He is praying that they could see just how saved we are. (laughs) Underline the word hope. That calling was not a call to preach. That was the call of the Savior, the call of the shepherd. I'm glad he came looking for me. I'm glad he called my name. Adam, where art thou? (laughs) He should have walked in that garden and killed Adam. He should have walked in that garden and killed Eve. He should have walked in that garden and killed that serpent. But he walked in that garden and said, I'm gonna kill my son. And y'all can go. He came calling, my sheep hear my voice, amen. For you see your calling, brethren. First Corinthians one, not many wise, not many mighty, not many noble, not many strong. After this world, you'll know why that group I just mentioned, they think too much of themselves. They're proud of their wisdom, proud of their strength, proud of their pedigree. Not many noble, not many mighty, not many wise are called. Oh my, oh, he's calling for all, but that bunch don't hear, they're too proud. Oh, but he said, I'm a calling things which are base and things which are despised. Amen, things which are not. The hope, did you underline the word hope? Just how saved we are. In the old English, that word hope contains no element of doubt. Only elements of certainty. We use the word hope. Not only have we watered down our virtues and watered down our vocabulary, we've also watered down our values and we've watered down everything in this generation. I still think you ought to go to church and treat it like it's the king's house. Amen. I don't like the formalism of a Roman Catholicism, but I think it ought to be a, it ought to be a place where there's reverence and respect. Amen. Amen. Not doing this contemporary casual thing. No, I ain't in grandma's backyard. I'm in the king's front living room. Help me now. We ain't on the third aisle of Walmart. We're on the third aisle that leads to the throne of grace. Amen. We watered it all down. The word hope originally is given. It was a promise looking for that blessed. Well, that ain't something that, well, I hope so. Well, it may or may not. We're kind of hoping. That's not the original intention of that word hope. What did Hebrews 6 say? I'm about to run. That ain't what it said, but that's what I said when I thought about what it said. What did Hebrews 6 say? Which hope we have. Y'all are supposed to finish it as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. That don't sound like nothing wobbly to me. That don't sound like nothing uncertain to me. That don't sound like something that may or may not come to pass. The hope we have is an anchor of the soul. Just how saved we are. 
I can't get unsaved. I know the Pentecostals, boy, I got unscheduled from a meeting real quick up in Ohio for mentioning this. <laughs> Amen. We'll need y'all to up that monthly support just a little bit. <laughs> and the uh, meaner I preach, the more I need y'all for the help. Amen. A little more. But, uh, oh, mercy. Well, the Pentecostals brought their false revival and brought their false doctrine. A black woman on Azusa Street in Los Angeles, California, 1904, spoke in tongues. And the modern day false revival kicked in. Well, I know half of you is kin to a tongue speaking granny up in the hill somewhere. I can't help but your granny was unscriptural. Don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me. You domineering bossy auntie of yours speaking in tongues and bossing men around, women preachers. Testing y'all. Testing you. Yes, sir. And they done brought in this thing where our salvation depends upon our performance. That's funny. It is funny to me that people who believe you can lose your salvation, somehow they've never lost theirs. Wow. All I can say is wow, impressive. Wow. That's so impressive. All Calvinists somehow are elected. And all Church of God somehow live perfect. I don't know how they all pull that off. Wow. I'd hit a like button on your behalf if I could find one. That's amazingness. Oh, I got news for you. I want you to look just how saved we are. When he called us and when we came, he took us and he ain't never untaken you. Pretty sure that ain't a word, but it is now. Amen. It's how special we are. How saved we are. Well, I done gave away another one of my points. What was this? I said it, so I'll go ahead and give you the, the, my tongue jumped ahead of my brain. Happens occasionally. Notice how saved we are. And then the second one, what the riches, are y'all still in verse 18, chapter one? The riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. How special we are. How special we are. We are what, we were the joy that was set before him. Amen. Amen. I tell you how saved I am. When God put me in the family, he put me every way that you could. That's how special I am. How do you get in a family? You You get married in. You get birthed in, and you get adopted in. He opened up all three doors, brought me through all three. I've been birthed in the family of God. I've been born again. I'm a spouse to one. I'm heading for a wedding. It's an engagement he ain't gonna break. Amen, he ain't gonna leave you at the altar. (laughs) Pun intended. Amen. Amen. And I've been adopted in. I've been adopted in. Got full legal adult sonhood rights. I've been adopted in. Well, thank God. Let me go ahead and throw that third one in and I'll tell you my little story I want them to tell. Notice how strong we are. Notice how strong we are. What's that third what? So that, I, that we could see how saved we are, the hope of his calling, how special we are. He thought it was the riches and glory for uh, to inherit us. And in verse 19, and he wanted us to see what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, how strong we are. I need to quickly say this or it won't be quite right. Our strength is in Christ, it's not in us. We're as weak as we can be. Matter of fact, you back it up to 2 Corinthians 12, and our weakness is when his strength comes through. That's when his strength comes through. Oh my. Your babies ain't never, they ain't never operating in more strength than when they're the weakest. 
because you carry them, you feed them, you hold them, you clean them, you see to them yourself. The older they get, the more they operate on their own and then that's actually weaker. They're getting stronger, but the situation's getting weaker because they're never better than when you're carrying them and toting them and holding them. <laughs> Y'all ain't helping me. Preston's turn 15. We're gonna go get his learner's permit and then he'll be driving. Well, he's getting stronger and, and advancing and, and increasing within himself. But he was never better off than when he was tucked up in a five-way locked baby seat and his daddy, his father, was driving ever so careful because he's in that baby seat. You have kids in your 20s, you're mad you have them. That's when you whoop them good. <laughs> you have them in your 40s, you take care of them. It's a strange thing. Amen. That's why you ought to have kids in your 20s. Amen. So you're halfway mad that you had them and you'll give them the whooping they need. Amen. When you're in your 40s, you just take care of them. <laughs> Petey's praying for me. It's, it's, it's a sign. It's a sign. Oh, my. Yeah, he's getting stronger, but the situation's getting weaker. Oh, God, take us back to that childlike faith. One of the beauties of old age is you get weaker, but you get stronger. Wise old preacher told me one time, God brings that old age on to put man back in the baby position, back in the curled up fetal position. It goes ahead and the strength leaves your back and leaves your body. And God gets old people ready for eternity. He bows them down. He slows them down. He bows them over. He's getting them ready to come back in his presence. Takes your pride from you. Takes your strength from you. <laughs> If you live out your four years and die a natural old age, you'll be curled up like a baby somewhere and somebody else is feeding you and somebody else is bathing you. <laughs> Back in his arms. <laughs> and he'll just pick you up one day. You're a big old baby. How special you are. He'll just pick you up one day and take you on to the house. <laughs> you're never better off than when you're as born when you're being buried because you're in the arms of one who's taking care of you. Amen. It's them years we have our strength. We're liable to mess our life up. We're operating in our wisdom, operating in our strength, operating in our abilities. That's when we're liable to mess everything up. Oh, how strong we are. How strong we are. Noah preached 120 years, didn't see not one convert. Got nobody on that boat but his own family. Preached 120 years, didn't see one soul saved. And he ended up saving the whole world. Amen. <laughs> God used to bring salvation to all mankind. There'd have been no mankind left. Preached 120 years and built a boat that nobody wanted to get on. Got his own family on there. He said, that looks pretty weak. Well, I don't know. It ended up saving the whole world. We're here. Because of a ministry that looked very weak. <laughs> Woo! Little Moses, did he not look weak in that ark? Sit out there in the midst of the crocodiles in the Nile River. I got to stand on the source of the Nile as it boils up there. Lake Victoria in the middle of Africa and flows north. There's reasons for that. You got to take me to Waffle House and buy two bowls of chili and you got to give me a little leeway. <laughs> but anyway, there's reasons for that. And little Moses, did he not look so weak? But God was sending him aside. He's in that little old thing, that little old thing made out of bamboo and the little shoots growing on the side of the Nile. Did he not look weak? That desert, nothing but a walking stick, a shepherd's rod. Walked down there in the great palaces of the great Pharaoh, the world empire. One stuttering preacher walked in there with a stick. 
and knock the world empire over. I'm telling you how strong we are. Whole army couldn't handle that giant. And one little shepherd boy on a babysitting errand. You're the runt. They wouldn't even put him in the lineup when they came by looking for a king. Leave the runt out there babysitting the sheep. Here's my good sons. Don't you have another and you don't want to see him? And that day he went down there and brought cheese to the captains and bread to the brethren. That's been my evangelism ministry for 20 years and three months. He delivered that cheese to the captains and that bread to the brethren. And uh, he said, if y'all don't mind, just for a moment, I don't like that fella cussing. <laughs> I got to get back to the sheep and babysit them because daddy said. <laughs> but if y'all give me a minute, I can hush him up for you. Saul said, you need my armor. His big brother said, you need my advice. And David said, if y'all excuse me, I just need just a minute. <laughs> oh, he looked weak. A shepherd slaying in a rock. Gideon, I know y'all look weak, just 32,000, a small army. And these Midianites are covering the countryside like grasshoppers. I know you look weak, but you don't look weak enough. You'll say, my own hand hath saved myself. You'll pat yourself on the back. So let's do this, get in. Get rid of your army. Get rid of your arsenal. And let's... Let's just, the ones, watch this. Y'all better run ahead. You're Tuesday night bunch. You, you, you'll get this when I say it. Let's just keep the ones who get on their knees when they get around the water. <laughs> Let's just use the ones that get on their knees when they get around that water. And then there's still, there's 300 of you still not weak enough for me to get the glory. So let's split y'all up. A hundred and a hundred and a hundred. Amen. And I know how we'll win this. Let's, let's take a try. Everybody get a trumpet. Could you see the generals from West Point? Uh, you know, trumpets is for when we do dress parade down at the castle. Let's get that. Let's get a broken vessel. Let's get some clay vessels. We're going to break them before it's over. <laughs> weakness. We're going to break some clay vessels. Amen. She said, we're broken. One of y'all says that. Say, we're old and we're broken. She said, we're broken. <laughs> How do you think all that good stuff's going to get out of you? My generation, we need the grace that's in y'all. We need the glory that's in y'all. We need the goodness of God that's in y'all. We need the joy of the Lord that's in y'all. How's it going to get out if you don't break it? <laughs> Crack your fracture, you break it, and the good stuff oozes out. Amen. And we get to sit around the Lord's table and sop up honey because there's some broken vessels. Okay, you see how saved we are, how special we are how strong we are in his strength. Mm, mm, mm. Y'all have heard this, me tell this before, probably, some of you. But in Albania, Eastern Europe, and I'm going in January, going over, we got four missionary families in Eastern Europe in Albania, and uh, they've all got little children. They're all about y'all's age or 30s and 20s and uh, I'm making a trip in January and uh, one of my I always see the shepherds over there the shepherds it's the ancient stuff it's where Paul carried Timothy Acts 16 Macedonia 
Romans 15, I've preached the gospel fully round about unto Illyricum. Our old song leader and interpreter over there is named Illyria. It's the old Illyrian society. Ancient. Paul got that far, didn't get no further. And they still have the, what they call Roma, R-O-M-A, the Roma gypsies and the Roma shepherds. Ancient people. And they're still doing what they've been doing for thousands of years, just keeping sheep. Boy, I see some beautiful things. I see some beautiful things when I'm over there. It's not a lowly occupation over there. It's a common occupation. And the, and the grandfathers keep the flock and teach the grown sons how to do it. It'll be the old men. They'll have on that little hat and they'll have on a sport coat and a wool sport coat and a vest. They'll have wingtip shoes. They're not shiny, they're shabby, but they dress like that. And, uh, you know, some of these people here could tell you back when people in America wore baseball suits, uh, wore three-piece suits to a baseball game. Top hat. America used to have a little something to her. Now everybody wears pajamas and goes to Walmart. <laughs> they go to IHOP and their flip-flops and their <laughs> forget to put on everything. They just wear some things, not everything. <laughs> Help me now. <laughs> but they, and y'all have heard me tell this before, but we came around a curve. I'm looking for something. I'm looking for something that if I break, it won't cost much. <laughs> and I'm just not seeing anything over here. Well, he come, we came, here's what I'm looking for. Came around the curve. These things don't cost much, do they? <laughs> Sorry, pastor. Yeah, yeah, we're good now, ain't we? I picked up one of these one night and the thing fell off and hit my toe. I went Yosemite Sam on them for just a minute. Friggle, fraggle, smiggle, waggle, shigalaka. I don't know if Yosemite Sam was speaking in tongues or cussing without saying bad words, but he was good at it. You know he was. Something about the red mustache. You're a good candidate. We came around a curve. I'm talking about how saved we are, how special we are, and how strong we are in our weakness. Came around a corner. I was sitting in the front. Our driver was driving. And I took in a whole scene all in three seconds. It was way out in the country, come around a corner, and one of them old grandfather shepherd men had his, was at the top of a hill with a flock of sheep behind him, but he had left them and was running down the hill. And he had, that's why I needed this. He had his staff in the air. And he was running down that hill. And I noticed about every two steps he'd jump. And he was looking, jump. And then in a split second, I saw what he was looking for and a little, whew. A little lamb had got away from the flock and was about to step in front of us doing 60 mile an hour in that big van with 12 men in it. And I saw God, let me see it. I couldn't hear it. He was up the hill. I saw his mouth open, saw him holler. And I saw the lamb when he heard him. And the little lamb was going to step on the highway and it went like this. The shepherd came calling. He left 99 in the wilderness. And he came looking for the one. <laughs> that was a weak little lamb, but it had a strong shepherd on top of the hill. And that voice stopped him, stopped the little lamb. And I saw the little lamb, never saw us, didn't even realize it was fixing to step, it was in high weeds. The lamb didn't realize it's fixing to step in the highway, didn't realize that imminent danger was coming. But the voice of the shepherd, 
And when we passed them, I'm not making this up. When we passed them, they both were leaping. <laughs> the old man was trying to spot him, and he was leaping. <laughs> and the little lamb heard him, and he was leaping. One dark eternal night, there was one that had got away from the night in that. I was about to step off into hell, and he came looking for me. Amen. And I heard him when he called. I heard him when he called. <laughs> Amen. Danger went by, hell went by, judgment went by, and when they went by us, neither one of us was looking at all that. I was looking at Jesus, he's looking at me, and I was trying to get to him, and he was coming to me. Thank God. Don't you see how saved we are? There were 99 in the, she knows all these songs. I have to get look at her to get my word. There were ninety and nine as they safely lay in the shelter of the fold. But one was something on the trail away, away from the flock. I'm making my own word in Flock of God. Away. Away, George Beverly Shea used to sing it. Away from the shepherd's tender care. Away from the shepherd's tender care. <laughs> Y'all know it, don't you? Sing it and I'll sing with you if you can remember that. other. There's a good verse in there. Oh, Lord. I'm glad he came looking for me. Paul said, I'm going to pray for y'all in Ephesians. Do you know what it said about them when he wrote seven letters to seven churches at the end of the first century? First church was Ephesus. You know what he said to them? I've somewhat against thee. Y'all have left your first love. wonder if Paul saw something coming and said, I really am praying that y'all can get your eyes open. Praying you can get your eyes open and just see, and see, fully see just how saved you are, just how special you are, just how strong you are in the power of Christ. I wonder if he saw that coming, their backsliding. I wonder if that's why he prayed such spiritual prayers for him. When John wrote Revelation at the end of the first century, it was 30-something years later. It was 20 to 30 years later. wonder what the apostles saw about that flock. He said, I'm praying for y'all to get your eyes open. You've lost sight of some things. I'm praying God, the eyes of your understanding being lightened, you can see just how saved you are. How special you are. I wonder if he saw they were going to leave their first love. My, my, my. I'm not going to preach that second prayer tonight. That's all we need. This is enough. It's enough to repent over. I got enough to repent over right now. That God, how is it we have all these heavenly things in Christ and we lose sight? Would y'all agree with me that our churches, our, our old-fashioned Baptist churches in the South have left our first love? You reckon they lost their sight? before they lost their heart. That's what he prayed. I'm done. The eyes of your understanding. 
being in Latin. He said, oh God, give us a spirit of revelation and wisdom and the knowledge of him that you can see. Hey, y'all, hey, y'all. As you can see how wonderful this is. So how saved you are that that call came to you. How special you are. You're everything to him. You're his bride. I love that Jose and Gomer. God showed in that Jose and Gomer story the, the picture of God's unconditional love. She didn't deserve his love the first time around. And you know how she ran off and played the harlot because that's what she was. Then he came and got her when everybody was done with her. He brought silver and paid full price. He gave every, you go back and read it. He gave everything he had to get her back. <laughs> how rich that inheritance when he sees his bride. When he sees his bride. How special. And if we could ever get to see where our strength is, it's in Christ, it's resurrection power. It's far above all. If y'all could ever just see how strong we are, the strength is in Christ, it's far above. It's above giants, it's above floods, it's above armies. That strength is enough for you to handle your flesh. There's enough strength there for you to handle your failures. He said, I don't know if the Lord can forgive me for what I've done. You wasn't worth saving the first time around. Much less the second time around. And the story of Jose and Gomez there to show you that he loved you first time around, second time around, you wasn't worth nothing both times. But God said, I'm trying to show my bride how much she means to me no matter how she's been. How special. I want us to stand. Come and play on the piano if you feel like it. Thank God right here on a Tuesday night. Who'll come around and pray with us? Who'll come around and pray? Let's pray that God help us not to be like the Ephesus church. Left their first love. Oh, bless the Lord. Come and pray with us if you want to. That God would help us not to leave our first love.